It's White Coat Wednesday, which means we bring in our medical correspondent, Dr. Mitch Shulman. Hey, Dr. Mitch. Good morning to you, sir. Well, it seems almost every week there's a new piece of misinformation going around on social media about COVID or vaccines that we have to talk about. But I like being able to set the record straight. Uh, The latest is that uh, some people are refusing blood transfusions from vaccinated donors because they think that that blood is different or dangerous. What's going on here? Uh, Insanity is the polite answer. No, it isn't. Um, If you need a blood transfusion, you need a blood transfusion. And there's no ifs, ands, or buts. Um, Now, the way the system is set up, they really don't know if someone's been vaccinated against COVID or not. And there's no way they can know. It's just not part of the process. But they do test the blood. And so every pint, although they no longer call them pints, of blood that you give someone has been tested for infectious agents and for compatibility with the person receiving its uh, blood system. The problem is, and you're right, it's complete misinformation. When you give someone an mRNA vaccine, which are the two, the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccines, mRNA is extremely fragile. That blueprint that tells your body to manufacture the spike protein disappears very quickly. And that's why you may remember originally the Pfizer vaccine had to be kept in a deep freeze. And even now, when they reconstitute the new uh, bivalent, for example, it's only good for an hour. That's why they only reconstitute what they're actually going to use. So mRNA is extremely fragile, falls apart or is destroyed by your body really quickly. And then the spike protein that it's giving you the blueprint for, well, that's what's triggering your immune system. Well, what happens when you trigger your immune system? You attack and destroy the spike protein. So at the end of the day, there's no mRNA, there's no spike protein, and all you're left with is a bunch, well, not all, thankfully you're left with a bunch of white cells that remember the enemy, hopefully, and can attack it and prevent and protect you from it. So this whole concept of being afraid of blood because it might contain something because a person was vaccinated against COVID-19 or influenza or any one of a million other diseases is, um, I was going to use a much more polite word. Let's just say poppycock and we'll leave it at that. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Meanwhile, there is a a long established tradition of a drug being invented for one thing and then we find out it does something else. If memory serves, I think like Propecia, which guys now use to grow hair, was originally a heart drug. So uh, an addiction drug or anti-addiction drug apparently is showing some promise in helping people with long COVID. Yeah. So basically naltrexone, which is a a drug that's used to help people with fibromyalgia and Crohn's disease and multiple sclerosis and was originally derived uh, to help people with opiate addiction and or people who are having problems controlling their consumption of alcohol. And in high doses at 50 milligrams a day, it's proven to be very useful for opiate addiction in certain cases and for alcohol addiction in certain cases. Well, they've been experimenting with low doses, only 10 milligrams in people with those other diseases I mentioned. And they have found that it may help some of these people. And so the question is, maybe it could help people with long COVID. And there have been very preliminary work, very, very preliminary work showing there might be some benefit in some people at very low doses. And look, we have no other very effective therapy for long COVID. We can't predict who's going to get it. We do know that vaccination reduces the risk that you'll get it or its severity 
if you do get it. But we know it can be extremely debilitating. We know that it shares certain characteristics with other long-term inflammatory reactions to disease. Um, and so the use of naltrexone in low dose is something that's being done in certain experimental groups. So if you have long COVID and you're being followed in a clinic or by a, a group of uh, healthcare professionals, because that's how it's usually done, or by your family doctor, it is something worth considering. Okay, this next one sounds like the opening chapter of a Linwood Barclay thriller. A woman who says she feels love differently since she had a heart transplant. Is that possible? I don't know. Goodness <laughs> gracious. Um, you know, I never tell people that what they're feeling isn't real. It is to this person. I, look, by and large, when you get a transplanted organ, there's no memory in it. Memories in your brain. There are some stories, though, anecdotes of people who have felt completely different after their transplant. Now, remember, a transplant is not minor surgery. So did that play a role? These people were very ill to need a transplant. So did that play a role? Or is there something mysterious going on within the transplanted organ? Look, uh, you know, sometimes my arms are too short to box with God. So I'm not going to debate this one. If she feels she's different since the transplant, I hope it's for the better. And, you know, I'll just leave it at that. But certainly if you look at it scientifically, medically, right, the memory is in your brain. It shouldn't be in a transplanted heart or kidney or liver part. So I'll just, you know, we'll chalk one more up to something we don't know yet. Uh, I want to revisit that uh, expression because I think it's worth preserving in amber. My arms are too short to box with God. I'd never heard. Is that from French? I have no idea. It's something I've used to explain to the residents why sometimes you just can't, you know, you do the best you can, and sometimes you have to leave your 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 outcomes in the hands of a higher authority or a different authority. And so that's what I tell them. I tell them, look, you do your best, and sometimes you just you just do what you can. Medicine and philosophy with Dr. Mitch Shulman. <laughs> Thank you, sir. My pleasure. Have a great day.